I'm David Gazzarotto. And I'm Jared Cameron. And we, we are, are Talking, Talking People and Tech. Tech. Welcome to Talking People and Technology Podcast. My name's David Gazzarotto and I'm joined as always by my partner in crime, Jared Cameron. How are you, buddy? Good, Dave. Great to be in NZ. We are here in New Zealand. I know. At, a, at, a, at an HR tech conference? My God. Who would have ever thought that? I, I, I'm surprised to say it, but it's great to be here, actually. I mean, I hadn't expected that we were going to get a conference like this running in Auckland, so it's yeah. fantastic. Year one. Yeah, awesome. Well... Um, what better place to start with our HR Tech Fest here in uh, New Zealand than our good buddy Jason Averbrook. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's great to be in New Zealand. Yeah, why awesome. Everyone makes New Zealand sound like everyone's surprised that there's an event in New Zealand, but yeah. why? No. Why are you surprised? Just because of the size? Because not much happens in New Zealand. Oh, oh come on. My you couple know? days here, the people have been amazing and their, their thinking's amazing. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised there hasn't been one here. Yeah, yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. yeah it's quite a progressive uh, group of people, you know. They've got the same problems, don't they? Everywhere, oh, everywhere you go. Everywhere you know? has the same. I mean, we have a problem in the U.S. with a president right now that's a little bit different. But, yeah, he's I mean, a, otherwise, you know, he's going we great. have some political problems. I guess yeah. everyone's got problems. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that for another day, shall we? Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Or we'll, we'll infuse so, it in. Uh, like where you're going with that or where you've come from with that. Anyway, so, Jason, you now... Um, as well as your usual load of getting around the world, talking to people, speaking at conferences. You're an author. Launched your second book now. Yeah, my second child. That's awesome. We'll have a chat about that in a moment. Um, but you've also uh, got an advisory business called LeapGen now. How's that all going for you? Yeah, it's going great. I, we, um, you know, pro, uh, in early 2017, actually late 2016, saw that I think the next inflection point of HR and workforce technology was happening where yeah. organizations were adopting cloud technology but not necessarily getting the benefits they were looking for. And this tipping point of people outside of the organizations were using technology that was just uh, 10 times better at least than what was happening inside the organization. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was a great hole to run through, at least from an advisory standpoint and say, hey, how do we help organizations not just build technology roadmaps, but truly think about what do they need to do to have a digital mindset? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's lots of organizations doing implementations, which is great. Yep. But it's how do you help organizations truly know what they need, what they want to implement, Mm. and the order in which they should do it, and the the process they should go through to deploy that capability. Yeah. We see a lot of struggles still. So Exactly. um, Well, in your keynote this morning, sitting in the audience, uh, when you went through the the digital roadmap and strategy piece, the, the number of iPhones that popped up to yeah. take pictures at that point. Lot, I think it? that's indicative of just the appetite well, people have now. The people just, I mean, it's still, it's still so, ha- because technology, I mean, if you think about that ratio we talked about this morning, mindset, people, process, and yeah. technology, you know, 20, 25, 45, and 10, mm. you know, the people still put way too much emphasis on the tech and the, mm. up, the upfront other stuff gets ignored. So, yeah. You know, and that's why people keep switching vendors. Yeah. So we're trying to avoid, we're trying to help people, you know, once they have technology in place, mm. you know, gain adoption of it, drive it to addiction, and really start to get the value from it before they switch. Yeah. And 
you know, I think that one of the things the cloud has done is made it easier to switch. Yeah, it has. Uh, and it has. I think that's dangerous. It's, it's interesting, Jason, because we see a lot of business cases for, for customers, and the funding still seems to sit in that 10%, though, doesn't it? And in actual fact, it sits in that 10% from a deployment perspective. There's not really as much that's going into looking at process and looking at mindset and understanding culture. And We heard a bit of it, actually, from, from Spotify this morning. They talked a lot about values and culture, which was great to hear, but... It still seems to be the exception, not the rule. I think we're still going through the process of moving from IT or from technology to digital yeah. and truly getting HR to understand that they need to have ownership in that and that from a resource and a spend standpoint that there needs to be more dollars spent on that 90% than there does the 10%. I mean, with the cloud, I mean, what happened is when we went to the cloud, we took yeah. so much pressure off that technology percentage number but yet we didn't shift our spend hmm. to focus more on the reinvention side and uh, we're paying the price for that today yeah that's an area that we we focus on and, and you and I we, we've riffed on this for a number of years now it's this whole oh yeah we're going to be old and gray and rocking chairs <laughs> still riffing on it I'm afraid with our we're not going to have teeth in and all nostalgia. that other stuff nostalgia it yeah. ain't what it used to be yeah. oh. they don't make software like they used to Joe right. seriously mate it's just yeah but no, seriously, we, we, you know, we've talked about um, this, the move to the cloud. It changes the whole dynamic, right? And what's one of the things we've coined the term "living the SaaS lifestyle," right? Which is sounds like a death sentence, but no. Um, but, but give me your thoughts on on what it means to kind of move from that on-prem world to genuinely embracing the SaaS lifestyle, the cloud well, I'm lifestyle. Taking thirty to forty percent of my re- my to- my effort. And shifting it out of IT and moving it into the function, you know, and you yeah. still have to do a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So the question is, is where do I focus my time? And yeah. since I'm not keeping servers running, I'm not maintaining database versions and things like that. You know, I'm, I ha- I have the focus, I have the attention, yeah. I should have the f- attention on the people in the process side and the mindset side, and I just, I, I unfortunately, I still don't see it. Hmm. Uh, you know, organizations, you know, as much as we talk about living the SaaS lifestyle. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I think people, that's their, I don't know, I, I, you know, I hate to say it. I, I, I don't think I know, I don't think people know what that means. No. Still. And I think that's where caught right in the middle of, you know, it's kind of early childhood and teenage year, you know, we're in that awkward phase. Yeah. You know, where it's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, you know, I, I mm. should be living that lifestyle, but I haven't figured out what it means. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, our job from an industry standpoint is to really help organizations think through what that means. Uh, because... If they do, if they do think about what it means, they're going to be so much more successful hmm. long term with the investment. And we're not, I mean, business case, you know, I have a dream. <laughs> I've heard, heard that, that before. before somewhere. <laughs> Did you write that? I have a dream that business cases for uh, workforce solutions yeah. and technology will go away. Yeah. yeah. We don't itself. have to continue to make the business case. Yeah. It, or at least like, they'll be all create, created equal, right? Well, yeah. we. we we don't make the case for email, a new email yeah, licenses. We don't right. make the case for new Slack licenses, yet we have to make the case for new HR technology. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think that if we do this the right way, that business case will be so easy yeah. that it, we won't have to make that case any longer. Yeah. I mean, something you said in your keynote this morning, Jason, you talked about organizations need to decide what they're going to be great at and where they're just going to perform. Yeah. I, I, I took that away in particular because... 
I find often when you talk to people, they want to try to be great at everything. Yeah. And it's a reality that none of us are, and it, it's actually very yeah. difficult to do Speak that. Speak for in yourself, Jared. <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, I mean it's just you know for me it's like I said it's it's because if you tie it to business. So, yeah. I mean, a perfect example, I don't mean to go back to it, I and mean, we heard the Spotify. I mean, we saw the corporate HR strategy. Yeah. You know, we saw what they wanted to be great at. So now I take, unfortunately, in most organizations, and I don't know Spotify, they don't take their HR tech investment and tie it to that. Yeah. They're like, hey, we, have to, we need this module and we need this, but they're not tied together. And that's the death nail. Because, you know, the business is saying and the HR function, if they're aligned to the business, is saying this is the capability I need. But over here, you know, I'm doing this module thing because the quote-unquote vendor told me to. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's back-ass words. Yeah. Following instead of leading, aren't they? Yeah. Probably a good segue talking about this, you know, the vendor selling modules and us focusing on delivering experiences. So you've just launched your book. Yeah. Um, the Digital Workforce Experience. Tell us about the key themes that you're touching on and what's you know, really really driving your thinking there. So, you know, what I want people to understand in that is that, you know, people remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we live in this whole world where self-service or direct access, as we like to call it, you know, that's a transaction. But what people really remember long-term is, as I said, how you make them feel. And that's a lot of interaction yeah. and a lot of unstructured data. Mm. So the book is all about how do you take the concepts that you've laid out from a foundational standpoint and turn it so that the employee is front and center. So HR is not front and center anymore. Employees front and center. And when you do that, you're not focusing on transaction Mm. and you're not focusing on just, hey, we have to, you know, this is a tool for HR. We're really focused on, hey, I need to create an experience to engage the manager, the employee, the executives in using and consuming this data. So, I I mean, we've shifted from transaction to interaction to how do I get employees and managers consuming data? Mm. And if I do that, you know, the the long-term ability for the function to be strategic is endless. Yeah. Um, But if I keep trying to own it myself in HR and pushing out HR technology and HR solutions just to my HR team and then kind of like pretending to expose it to the employee, you know, that's where it doesn't work. I mean, it's, we have to be all in on digital. Yeah. And the, the way to be all in on digital is say my audience yeah. is the workforce first. Yeah. If the audience is the workforce first and the HR people second, yeah. I'll win. Yeah. But if I don't yeah. design my processes that way and I don't deploy the technology that way, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it won't work. We'll see as... as any human, particularly in the first world, I guess, um, but most of the third world now is, yeah. as well, we're all in on digital already, right? We, well, we yeah, live I mean, our lives yeah, on that, these things. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I talk about in the book. And, yeah. you know, the, the, I've dedicated the book to my two boys, Alex yeah. and Ben, at 10 yeah. and 13, because they're digital natives. Yeah. You know, and I, I want the workplace, when they get into the workplace in the next five to 10 years, to be ready for that. Yeah. And it's not. No, I mean, I, I not think at all. that, as I said in the speech, we disrespect the year we live in. Yeah. It's 2018. Yeah. How we all operate, whether it be Uber or whatever we're mm. doing outside, like once we get into work, it's 20 years earlier. Yeah. And that, you know, once the, I mean, we can adjust to that because we're mutts. Yeah. You know, we're caught between the digital natives and digital immigrants. But the digital natives that don't know anything about what how it used to be, yeah, yeah they're, they're for like, sure. And they yeah. paperwork. What are you talking about paperwork? Yeah. Why would you use a phone book? 
why would yeah. you do any of this <laughs> stuff? Yeah. And that's, I mean, they're going to challenge it, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be a sad day when yeah. those people enter it because they're not going to know how to do it. No. I mean, yeah. not just are they going <laughs> to reject it, they're not going to understand what it is that you're doing. And yeah. I think they also have a natural challenge mindset. I think one of the things about the education system now is that it's trying to teach children to be free, yeah. freer thinkers, right? Right, right. So if you have a free, free thinking child, and as mm. parents, we all tell them the same thing. Yeah. Chase your dreams, yeah. do what you want, challenge the status quo, or at least a lot of us see that yeah. message. They are going to come into organizations and they're going to naturally challenge things that are, are crap. Yeah, I don't, you know? Jared, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think it gets talked about enough. Yeah. I, mean, I, think yeah. that, I, don't, I think that we look at the, uh, we're still using millennials yeah, we as still our use number. It's the I think that the, the, yeah. it's, it's a Gen Z or you know, digital natives. And I actually think it's not as much age as it is the, what they're growing up with. Yeah. The fact that they get every question in the world answered on their device. And they don't search. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing that's yeah. really interesting in the book. I yeah. talk about search is dead. Yeah, I, I mean agree. there's organizations still trying to master search <laughs> and come up with the right results when someone yeah. types in some information, and like people yeah. just want answers. Yeah, I mean yeah. we've gone from a search world to an answer world, and HR hasn't got search down. That's surprising how quickly that actually happened it's because yeah. it actually wasn't that long ago that we were still saying that google search is the benchmark for information and for finding solutions we are still saying i mean i remember i remember saying literally if you can't just sit down in your enterprise and search for the answer then you're behind google it's and now we're than, saying it's less than two years yeah it's, it's, it's been switched from search to answer in less than two years yeah and it's uh it's fat and it's i mean that's the exponential speed which is why i say if we don't make up that chasm it, the chasm, you know, in one year grows ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Which is just crazy. Just get the gap gets bigger. Yeah, and it's a, they, the kids are they're wired. Their brains are literally wired not to care about doing it the way that we've done it. Well, yeah. Not to use search. And that they're way. the ones that are developing the new consumer apps every day. Yeah. Mm. So you know the, they're going to keep developing that way as well, mm. which mm. once again just creates that bigger chasm. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know. Buzz here, probably. Hopefully, we can be heard above this, Jared. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, no, we sound pretty good. <laughs> nice background hum, though. So. Yeah, no, this is great. You know, it's really funny. I think that uh, that the conferences, the people in Australia and New Zealand. I, mean, I was in Australia a few weeks ago. Yeah, like they get this stuff. Yeah, um, more than we get it in the U.S. I mean, I know that. Mm. You know, that might be the case in a lot of cases, a lot yeah. of things. But you know, I spent. Uh, I was in Australia, I was in Singapore, I was in Malaysia, I was in Hong Kong. Like, this whole concept of experience replacing just the HR technology thing is real. Yeah. And, um, but it does take a journey, yeah. you know, and I think that that's, like, the work that, you know, Light does or yeah. like what we talk about in the book is how do you build that journey mm. but focus on the right things? Yeah. Uh, it's you know, for a lot of HRIS people, it's a new day. Yeah, look, I think what makes it interesting now is, and, and you, you've got recent experience floating around the globe. Yeah, you, know, you heard the problems busy are the same everywhere. Do you agree? It really is. It yeah. really is. And I think that you know, it, the focus is the same. I'd say the one thing that still frustrates me more than anything is that it it, it is the same, mm. but it's also the same siloed. Yeah, uh, the silos aren't going away. No, the no. centers of excellence within businesses aren't going away, yeah. and I'm not thinking about. I mean, yeah. uh, excuse me, organizations aren't D- thinking Dave about. Dave Ulrich, we're going to hunt you down, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, Dave Ulrich. I mean, he never thought Dave Ulrich. Uh, Dave Ulrich was really is brilliant at from a capability standpoint. Yeah. Like, how do I focus on capabilities that the people function needs to deploy? But what Dave didn't do 
yeah. is think about how do I create an experience yeah. that looks the same, tastes the same, smells the same mm. across all those COEs. Yeah. And when each COE True. is responsible for their own delivery, it's not it's impossible for it to be the same. So how yeah. do I create this delivery center of excellence to me is a huge, huge trend yeah. that's going to have to happen going forward because if I am going to have one IV mm. to shoot all my capabilities through, I need one person owning that. Yeah. And if I have each COE owning pieces of it, yeah. it won't work. No. So that means while it's positive that everyone's talking about the same thing globally, it's also negative to me that not enough people are thinking about how am I going to how am I going to structure the function to yeah. actually deliver that. Well, it's interesting though because you talked this morning about the headless machine and maybe part of the answer is I'm not sure if that was quite the right words you used, but well, headless app, headless, headless machine. App. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's HR in the future, right? Like maybe, maybe HR is just it's in the background and it's there to help drive your talent, but it's not visible. That could be true too. So the brilliant thing is, is that digital breaks silos. Yeah, it does. So hmm. by nature, digital breaks silos. So you know, when I talk into my device and I ask a question. I'm not going to say recruiting or performance yeah. or learning. No. Uh, so eventually, it's, it's going to break. It's, you know, it'll fix. It'll start to to heal itself. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way that the worker will work. Yep. But that's all. I mean, that's a hard. I, that's, I think that's an interesting point, right? Because we use the term digital there, and again, it's not the actual app itself that right. breaks it down. It's the connection between what the app provides and the, the conduit to the information. But it's actually the actions that individual takes well, yeah. as a user yeah. that drive it. They don't, you're right. They don't care. Right. And that's the, that digital mindset, David, that yeah. a lot of people don't understand and still aren't mm. thinking about is being how, how do I em- be empathetic to my user yeah. and actually say the user has one view. Yeah. You know, they want an answer. They yeah. don't care what function. They don't care who's answering it. Yep. They want an answer. Well, well yeah. the, the irony of that is they actually don't just want one answer from HR. They actually want one answer from the whole the organization. Yes. Yeah. They, yep. they want one place to go that says, how do I do my job? Yep. How do I take leave if I need to take leave? Right. What happens when I have a problem? What if I'm going to be late to work? I, any of those problems that they well, encounter. And, and like I mentioned in, in my speech, the interesting thing about what you're talking about, and this is where organizations, I think right now, are kind of in this oh shit moment phase, is all that stuff you just said has nothing to do with an HRMS. I know. <laughs> or HCM. So yeah. when people are trying, when you like, if that's what we're talking about, and then people are out going out and buying, you know, core HR systems. Yeah. You know, that's just the start. Yeah. Uh, and people are like, I thought this was the end. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, every question that, that is truly the thing that employees are asking about isn't answered by the HRMS. No. That HRMS is what's helping the HR department do their transactions. Could, could be an enabler, right? Like it could be part of the oh, picture. Oh, totally. But yeah. Because well, if I have that data, then I yeah. can start to personalize those answers yeah. and actually be proactive and prescriptive. So it's definitely an enabler. But when people all of a sudden go live and they think that's it, yeah. that's a, they're in, it's a, they're like, whoa, what am I going to, how am I going to answer those questions? Well, yeah. they're surprised that they haven't been able to, perhaps. Or maybe they think, that maybe they're not aware those are the questions people are no, asking. Dude, we've, you know? all, we've done it with manual heroics and yeah. tribal knowledge. Yeah. Like it's in the brain. So yeah. I know who to call you know, at this organization. I know who to call at this organization. When all of a sudden my HR generalists switch from answering questions to solving problems and they're not there to answer questions anymore, yeah. that who do I call is going to go away. Yeah. And yeah. if I don't have the digital capability in place to solve it, 
Mm. Yeah. My yeah. question's not going to get answered. I, I thought it was really interesting. Spotify said the number one people leave, and I think this is like, this is a huge point. The number one people leave is because of their manager. Mm. Yeah. The biggest reason that managers aren't successful is because they don't have information to be successful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's not because they're dolts. Like, it's because they don't have the information to be successful. Yeah. So, like, when people say, well, HR technology is not the number one reason why people leave, like, I think that's bull. Mm. Like, yeah. if I'm truly delivering workforce capabilities and training managers on moments that matter how to interact with their people, it is the number one reason. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, and you hear, I mean, you, you hear all the time, managers are the reason the people leave. If I'm helping managers be better managers through the use of workforce technology, my God, I'm going to yeah. have a low, people aren't going to leave as much. So, you, you can. To say you've got a budget to keep to train your managers, but you don't have a budget for workforce technology, I think is insane. Yeah, because yeah. they're inherently linked, and you can be sure that managers got access to sales sales data. That you can be sure they've got right. access to budgeting and finance information. Right. Yeah. Why don't they have the right people information? For whatever you know? reason, people don't equate the fact that managers are bad. That's why yeah. people are leaving yeah. with the fact that they don't have the data, which yeah. is why they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm afraid because I can see this room clearing now, Jason. I I fear your obligations as the MC oh, yes, are about to yes. kick in. Yes. So, um, <laughs> uh, whilst we, as always, I just feel like Thank we're warming up on these me. things. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for coming on, Jason. Always good to have a chat. Yeah, and, I uh, love your digs here. You guys are uh, yeah. growing up fast. Like, oh, well, you know, you know, are you the next Howard Stern? Or yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Good. Thanks for Thanks, having me, Jason. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, we'll Jared. catch you again soon. Yeah. Sounds Cheers. good. Take care, guys. Bye. That was the Talking People and Tech podcast brought to you by Alight Solutions. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now to catch our next episode.